Jumbo Victor and the Nigerian cement tycoon Aliko Dangote, he falls to Africa's second riches after 12 years on the throne. So the question is, who dethroned the cement king? Missouri Sun Elvis, if you spend time at Sandton City and you, you frequent the Diamond Walk, or if you, you buy any products from Remgro, South African conglomerate, you then have supported the richest man in Africa, Johan Rupert. Hmm. If you just remember, Elvis, the, the man has, has been consistently there. And, you know, with Richmond, his company, which, which sells diamonds, what is it, luxury goods, and people who are buying those goods don't, even during COVID, spend less on their luxury items. So he has been consistent in that 10.4 or so is, is where uh, uh, Aliko Dangote's worth is, whereas Rupert is about 11, 12 billion dollars net worth. And the reason for the drop is more it's more about Aliko Dangote's wealth dropping rather than Rupert's increasing. Because since the floating of the Nigerian Naira, the, the Nigerian currency, the Nigerian currency, his net worth just because of the translation of the Naira to the dollar, which has weakened, he has dropped from about $14 billion that he was, uh, that his net worth was. So although the value, he owns 85% of the listed Dangote cement, which as you know, owns in South Africa part of Sepago cement, but it's the largest producer of cement in Africa. So because of that listed price of that decreasing in terms of dollars due to the weakening of the Nigerian currency. That's why his net worth has dropped. So let's see if the share price of his companies will make up for that and whether he will return. But for now, Johan Rupert is the man. All right. Staying in Nigeria, and here's an interesting stat that people won't know. Nigeria ranks second in the world's most (laughs) hardworking people. Yeah, <laughs> very, and I'm going to tell you where South Africa is. But it's, it's Mexico is the world's hardest working, an average of 2,128 hours per year, followed by Nigeria, 2,124. And how they measure this, Elvis, they check. This is the world of statistics, so it's a network of agencies across the world. They measure the number of average hours. So they work in Nigeria eight hours, like most countries. But the reason this number is higher is because other industries will then require people to work a lot more hours. And when they work out that average, it comes to that number. And then that's how they determine the world's hardest working. But I can, I can, I can attest to this. When I visit African cities, I often made the habit of jogging in the morning and just what I am able to do is to compare which city wakes up the earliest. And my conclusion had been that Nigerians wake up earlier than most people and are at work until very late, which is the reason that might be the, the case. But South Africa is at number 36, Elvis, mm. if we count. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So you and I must start working a lot more, Elvis. The well, first take one hour must come to a stop. <laughs> It must go to three hours. But last one for you. Now, here's good news. Sudex scrapped roaming charges. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. It's Malawi, Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Botswana. These are four countries in SADC, and they are creating what they call the One Network Area. You know if you leave your country, you end up paying for receiving calls because when you are in another country and I call you, it's as if your phone calls yourself in another country, and that's where the cross-border raids come in. They are called roaming charges. So by dropping the roaming charges in these four countries, at least SADC is closer to having one network area, although it will take a while before other countries join. But at least the four countries which are in the central area are going to make that a lot more possible. In East Africa, some countries are already in that situation. So, And that is what we mean by Africa continental free trade area. Intra-Africa trade is the movement of goods, the movement of people. So if people are the other side of the free trade and they are able to spend less and less while traveling and doing business, Service, then it means that intra-Africa trade will increase because then people will be able to do a lot more. Imagine with work being done on the phones, you are able to call your clients, you're able to receive calls, you're able to service them and do transactions, sell and buy, and that will increase that intra-Africa trade. That's a very, very significant move, this, and I must congratulate these countries and thank them for doing their part to increase intra-Africa trade.